Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast and the continued and growing support here on the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. All right, so we've gotten 100 episodes, well, we've got more than 100 episodes, we got to episode 100, that's up, all right, today I want to talk a little bit about food, in particular one food or one type of food, and it's bacon. I love bacon, I know many of you do love bacon, um, it's a versatile food, it's a food that can be used complimentary, it can be used supplementary, it can, uh, it adds, it can impart a great flavor. Um, and it can be added to a wide variety of foods. Uh, and so this episode isn't so much about how bacon is made. I mean, there's a lot of great YouTube videos out there, which go into a little more depth. And I think the great thing about um, when you watch a video on how bacon is made, for instance, you get to see the curing process, the smoking process, all of that. But you need that visual. Uh, so today I'm going to talk about just some co- uh, some tips for cooking uh, different types of bacon uh and uh hopefully this helps you out and can help you get uh better more consistent uh bacon uh one of the things i do talk about a lot um in my private life and here on the podcast is process and routine you guys know that about me and cooking is one of the things i find that having a a good process and good routine when it comes to cooking your food is super important It's one of the only ways to truly guarantee any measure of consistency uh, with your cooking. And when with consistency comes predictability, can come some degree of quality assurance and almost like taste assurance. Uh, I know, for instance, when I cook certain foods, I mean, I I almost can do it in my sleep. Uh, Just because I've been doing it for so long, I have the routine down, I have the process down. Uh, It's so ingrained, it's, it's almost muscle memory at a certain point that in turn... The work required to do it is so minimal. And it's funny, uh, this past weekend, uh, I had a buddy over for uh, some barbecue. Uh, we did some seafood uh, tacos, which I believe turned out amazingly well. Uh, I think him and Jess enjoyed it because uh, I scarfed it down. So that's always good. I always know my food came out well when people are eating it and keep going back for more. Uh, and sometimes you can have good dishes that came out well, just people don't want to eat more. But you know something was truly outstanding, or one of the ways I gauge that is by that return to get more uh, thing. And uh, so anyway, and there are foods that are relatively easy to make or that I enjoy making and enjoy eating that, I mean, require a little more work, right? You can't make mac and cheese necessarily in your sleep because, I mean, it's a process, right? And there are certain elements that are time sensitive and depending how you make your mac and cheese, uh, that kind of dictates, I mean, how much babysitting is required of the uh, actual product or end product, rather, or during the cooking process. But nonetheless, today it's about bacon. And, and yes, I do like to add bacon to my mac and cheese. So let's get into it. Um, there's different types of bacon. Uh, there's back bacon uh, or as some people know it as Canadian bacon. Uh, there's the belly bacon, which is kind of your more traditional pardon me, your traditional better known bacon. Um, there's different types of bacon, like there's turkey bacon and even turkey bacon, there's different types of turkey bacon. Um, there's almost the type of ba- uh, turkey bacon that seems a little more cured. 
Uh, it's almost like the turkey meat has just been cured, sliced, kind of bacon style. And then there's the one that kind of looks like uh, exactly like regular bacon, uh, but it's turkey. It's it's much leaner. Uh, it doesn't have the same fat content. Uh, but nonetheless, um, there's different ways to cook these things that'll kind of give you different results. Uh, the one thing about bacon is it's not so much that there's no wrong way to cook bacon. There's just certain things you might want to avoid or things you might want to try in the cooking process. And I'm not trying to get all fancy today. I don't want to make it overly complicated. So I'm hoping that this will simplify that bacon process. Um, and as I said, I wanted to share more, you know, my passions. That's why I have the podcast. So giving you guys these tips uh, hopefully can help you guys uh, in the kitchen. I know the kitchen can be a very intimidating place. Uh, a lot of people don't necessarily like cooking. They don't know where to start, where to begin with, um, with the cooking process. I mean, there's different schools of thought on it. it. You know, everything's, you know, some people say it starts at the grocery store. Some people starts once you get back to the kitchen, such the prep, the cleaning, whatever it might be. Uh, cooking isn't for everyone, but it is for me and I love cooking. So I'm just sharing uh, some knowledge with you guys. So when it comes, let's, let's deal with the turkey bacon first. So there, there, there are those two types of uh, turkey bacon. The more cured kind is almost kind of like a deli meat. Uh, it's I, I believe it, it's already cooked um, from what I understand and you're basically warming it up. And, and basically I think any kind of turkey bacon is pretty much exactly that. It's already cooked. You're warming it up to get it to a doneness of your liking. Now, Turkey bacon doesn't have the same fat content as um, pork bacon. Therefore, you're going to need to add a fat in the cooking process. So whether you do it in a, in a frying pan, and I know even with the, one, the strip kind of turkey bacon that looks more like traditional bacon, what I do to get it into the frying pan is I actually cut it in half. So I take my package of turkey bacon, I open it up completely, I cut it in half, and then I cook those half strips in the pan. I put a little butter in there, a uh, medium heat, a low to medium heat. You don't want the butter burning. Um, and really that's all there is to it. And then once you get it to the desired crispiness, it, it's, it kind of takes care of itself. The butter does impart a nice flavor. Again, the same kind of thing when you're taking it off. Um, like any meat, let it rest. So you do take it off slightly before the desired doneness. Put it on a plate, put some paper towel down to sop up that grease, and what you'll get is that desired doneness of turkey bacon. The other type of bacon is the same thing. That one though, however, and just like this type of, um, like the strip type of turkey bacon as well, oven is a great way to cook it. Um, you are getting different flavors from each of those types of turkey bacon, so how you're going to use those turkey bacons might differ slightly. Um, the one that looks kind of, that's almost more like a deli meat, that one you're going to use probably more in, in sandwiches where it is going to be the star feature of the sandwich. Uh, so maybe if you're making kind of like a club sandwich alternative to that chicken, you might want to try that. Uh, you can also make it, um, some delicious thing, you know, just incorporating vegetables, you know, some avocado, some onion, some diced onion, some tomato, uh, will go well with that. Uh, those kind of things, that's typically where you're going to find that type of turkey bacon or where you might want to use that type of turkey bacon, in my opinion. You can also use it as a breakfast food, but I don't necessarily view that type of turkey bacon as the direct alternative to uh, traditional pork bacon. 
Uh, so that so keep that in mind. However, the the cooking of that one, I personally prefer the oven. Um, use a, if you can if you have a convection setting or a convection oven, put it on the convection setting. Um, however hot you want to do it, I usually put it around 300 degrees. Get it nice and warm. Get the bacon in there. Turn the light on. Always have your oven door clean so you can look inside. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes cooks make at home is losing heat. So whether it be on your grill, uh, your barbecue grill, whether it be in the oven, that opening and closing of the door is a big problem. Uh, I've watched a couple of videos uh, from Aaron Franklin. Uh, he's the owner and uh, creator of Franklin Barbecue down in the States, a well-known establishment. Um, and he has a and he had an expression that he used uh, that I'm gonna that is is very true. And it's if you're looking, you ain't cooking. And that's very very true. If you you kind of have to you, by developing those processes and that routine when it comes to cooking just about anything, you kind of develop a sense for when the food needs to either be flipped, um, basted, checked, whatever it might be. As you cook more and become more comfortable and familiar with the food you're making, that's when you'll see that that process and routine is extra important because then you get a better quality prod by not having to poke and prod at it, open it and lose the heat. It creates a more consistent heat and actually does in turn decrease the cooking time. So you're just going to put it in there for a few minutes, get it warm. Uh, whether you use a little bit of fat with that type of bacon or not, kind of up to you. Uh, I find it is a little... It has a more of a cured taste so sometimes. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it. But if I'm putting it in a sandwich, for instance, uh, I might make a sandwich there, uh, a little bit of salsa, some onions, some avocado, uh, a little bit of cilantro, maybe some kale for some greens, toast the bread nicely. Um, there I'll put butter on the uh, sandwich. I like butter in my sandwiches. Uh, I'm a butter guy, not a mayo guy. I, I do like butter in my sandwiches. That's how I would prepare it. So, I, I mean, again, there, you're just warming it up, uh, truthfully. Uh, the other type of turkey bacon, again, you can either do it in the frying pan. Uh, you need to add some fat. Or if you're doing it in the oven, again, add some fat so it doesn't stick. It doesn't have that fat content, so it is going to lose moisture through the cooking process. So what that little bit of butter does, and just greasing the pan when you put it in uh, the oven, is just keeps a little moisture back in the bacon, imparts a nice flavor. Again, you're going to mop it up on the plate. But the oven's a great way of getting consistent uh, bacon. Also, you don't have to cook it, um, I mean cut it at that point. And you're going to have nice straight strips of bacon. So that kind of quote-unquote picture-perfect bacon, that's the easiest way to get it. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, talk about that or they brag about their ability to make perfect bacon. That's basically what they're doing is they're taking the time to do it in the oven. Uh, and, and, and truthfully, the thing about the oven that's nice uh, when cooking any type of bacon is that consistent heat. So you are getting an even heat in the convection oven because it's keeping the heat around and the nice ambient heat. Again, don't want to open that uh, oven door. So you have the light on, you look through the window, and you can kind of gauge where your bacon's at. And now I've watched a variety of videos um, talking about how bacon's made. Again, that I, I do recommend watching some of that if you are interested. But again, when it comes to the prep of bacon, um, an oven is a great way of getting consistency, especially with your turkey bacon. Um, turkey bacon, though, you do have more flexibility because, I mean, sometimes you're not looking for that perfect um, cut of it. You're not looking for that same perfect doneness uh, with bacon. 
uh, with traditional pork bacon. So there's there's a variety of ways, but these are the simplest ways of cooking turkey bacon. Again, that kind of strip one that looks more like regular traditional pork bacon, that is your kind of bacon substitute. Uh, that would be your pork bacon substitute if you're still looking like to eat a meat product. Uh, that one, I mean, it, it, it basically is created as the turkey equivalent or substitute for pork bacon. So that would be kind of the use there. Again, BLTs, bacon and eggs, whatever it might be, that would be the fit for there. The thing to remember, though, is you are getting a different flavor and taste. So don't just think because a recipe calls for bacon or you use pork bacon in something that that same turkey bacon is going to have the same flavor and mix the same way with something else. Uh, I make a deli uh, what I believe, and Jess told me, and I mean, everybody who's had it says it's a delicious crab, uh, spicy crab salad. I put bacon in there uh, for people that eat bacon. Uh, my grandfather doesn't eat bacon. Uh, he doesn't eat any pork, so therefore I can't put it in his food. But for everybody else, I put regular pork bacon on the side of it, chop it up. Sometimes I just leave it whole if I'm doing it in a wrap. Whatever it might be, it imparts a nice um, texture and flavor. I would not expect that same flavor, and I'm not going to get that same flavor out of any type of turkey bacon. So keep that in mind as well, that now you're looking, you're getting a different flavor spectrum. So now you'd consider there leaving out the bacon, and that's probably the best alternative there in a dish like that. It's not a direct one-to-one -one substitution. So keep that in mind as well. When it comes to pork bacon, though, uh, the two main types I want to talk about today, uh, whether it be um, belly bacon, which is what you see the strips, or back bacon, which is your leaner kind of more protein filled, lesser fat bacon, uh, how you cook it there again is up to you. Um, the easiest ways to do it, um, in my opinion, is get a nice big cooking tray. Uh, I just use you know cheap, uh, regular ones you can get at superstore, Walmart, wherever. Uh, lay out your strips of bacon nice and straight, nice and flat. Um, get that um, oven up in temperature. I usually cook it about 300, 325 degrees. Uh, again, get it in there, and that's how you get that picture-perfect bacon. There's no secrets to it. That's it. The nice thing about pork bacon, too, is because especially belly ba um, pork bacon, is the fat content is so high you don't need to add a fat to it. So keep that in mind as well. There's no fat that needs to be added to it. Also, cold bacon I find is easier to work with than, and I mean, you, I mean, there's schools of thought. Uh, I'm not going to get into the safety aspect of, but cold bacon is quite easy to work with. It's not peeling apart on you. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, you know, it keeps the fat together, everything together, and then you go in the oven and get a nice even cook through the oven. It's also how you get that nice strict, um, nice straight stripped bacon. It's not going to curl up on you like it would in the frying pan. I know that's a, the big complaint people have is, oh man, you know, my dad always gets the uh, perfectly straight bacon. How do I do it? That's it. That's the secret to it. So next time you want to impress someone, you want to have perfectly straight pork bacon. That's actually the only trick to it. Again, you're going to watch through the window in your oven, see when it looks to get the di desired doneness. Uh, as it's getting there, that's when you take it out, let it rest, put it on the towel, uh, or put it on the um, plate with the paper towel, sop up that extra grease. You're going to have perfect bacon every time. And there's no need to add anything. As I said, there's no need to add any fats to it, no need to season it, nothing. That's how you get good, delicious, um, predictable, consistent belly bacon. This is also a trick that can be used on your barbecue as well. So whether it be a gas barbecue, whatever type of barbecue, um, 
Now, smokers, again, are a little different because, again, it's about that kind of um, almost passive heat or that indirect heat because you're getting the smoking uh, flavor there. Uh, if you're smoking your bacon, you're going to be doing it usually at a lower temperature. Again, you don't want to lose any of that smoke. So that comes with practice. Um, but if you're using just a regular gas grill, again, put the get the grill, get the uh, temperature of your barbecue up, uh, 300, 400 degrees, whatever you want to get it at. Put the bacon, um, the sheets in. Now remember, keep in mind if it is hotter than you're typically dealing with in your oven, because that heat's going to be coming right up on that those pans, right? So it's going to come on the grill, um, the grates. Grates are going to be right up against the bottom of your cooking sheet. That's going to get right on the bacon. So you do end up um, with a slightly um, more even doneness on both sides because uh, you're getting that ambient heat on the top and you don't want to lose that. So again, don't open your to grill top. So mastering your grill and mastering the desired temperatures of your grill is very important as well if you're going to cook outside. Um, and, I and, I, and I'm a big fan of that. I've cooked a lot of bacon uh, outside. Uh, that way you're not heating up your house, especially in the summertime. Uh, and it also just creates that nice smell, and then you're not smelling up your house with the smell of bacon. Not that I mind, but regardless, for some people, it's not a desirable thing. So, uh, keep smells outside, whatever. Put them on the barbecue. Exact same process on the cooking sheet. No need to add any fats or anything. You get your barbecue up to that temperature you want it at. Put them in. And again, if you have an idea that, for instance, if you can maintain a regular consistent heat that you would in your oven, again, the process wouldn't be too much different. No, for instance, if it takes 10 minutes to cook bacon in the oven, it should, you know, check it at about eight or nine minutes on the barbecue, right? You don't want to be opening and closing, opening and closing, opening and closing, opening and closing the lid. That's how you get an inconsistent product. That's what ends up taking longer to cook. Always, always, always remember that about things that require um, consistent heat is that the more opening and closing you do, the more heat you lose, the longer the cooking process. And uh, in turn, you actually kind of sabotaging your cook um, and your food in a sense so actually just directly you are so that's the easiest way uh, to cook belly bacon again cooking sheets whether you use the barbecue or you use um, the oven that's how you do it always remember to have oven mitts nearby you don't want to burn your hands uh, sometimes you get a little carried away especially if you're doing too many things I always find for me just always brings up as someone who likes to talk a lot, she was like, you're always so quiet when you cook. And that's because I like to be focused. Uh, for me, I mean, you're working with sharp tools. You're working with time. You're working uh, with ingredients. I'm just get focused. So for me, typically when I cook, I actually like to do it when nobody's home. So typically I will try to have dinners ready for when um, guests are arriving. Um, whether, that, whether that's just coming home, whatever it might be, if it's family, I always find... It's easier to cook uh, when people aren't around, for me at least. Some people like to socialize. I just like the focus. And if I do have people helping me out, so for instance, Jess I will oftentimes engage in helping me in cooking. Uh, she's very good at taking direction. And that's one thing too is you have to understand too sometimes when it comes to cooking, egos need to be put aside. All right? Let people focus on their strengths. And sometimes it is some person just takes the reins takes control of the uh, cooking experience and someone else is the subordinate. They're there to help. Uh, and just gotten, just and I have, have found a really good balance of that in the kitchen. Um, it's a nice activity for us to do. I need a little sip of coffee there, but uh, it's a nice activity. It's something to engage in as a couple. Um, but also it's that 
I am the one here who is doing the cooking. So she'll find little tasks that she can help out with. And she's great at that. And I'm very thankful for the help I do get in the kitchen. Um, especially as now we have that nice um, kind of feel for each other in the kitchen. Uh, it, it's easier to kind of get her help and for her to help me, I think. And as she understands me more in the kitchen... Uh, I think it's helped her as well. I mean, there's a lot of frustrations when you start working with people in a kitchen because, and even as in the domestic kitchen especially, um, because it's that putting egos aside. That's the hardest part in the domestic kitchen, especially with spouses, partners, whatever it might be, is putting egos aside. Some, you know, somebody might have an expertise in whatever dish. They, the other person might have an expertise in another dish. Like, just makes a a fantastic. Uh, macaroni salad fantastic macaroni salad so there I let she takes the lead she tells me what she needs she tells me how she wants her vegetables chopped up um, and I just try to accommodate as best I can that's a, it's as simple as that I'm not going to step on her toes I don't get in the way uh, I've, I've tasted her salad without me helping it's delicious I like it so I know she knows what she's doing I can help out whatever capacity she needs she knows if i'm taking the lead on on something she can help out so when we're making for instance tacos she'll help in other tasks i'll handle the main stuff but typically when i'm cooking i do like to be quiet anyway i guess i've digressed there a little bit from our bacon talk but nonetheless that's the so we've gone over the easiest ways to cook the belly bacon um back bacon again is kind of a similar process in that you're warming it up you can do it either way. The fat content is going to be less again. Now you're talking again into similar cooking methods as you would the turkey bacon. So it comes down to personal preference there. Uh, some people even grill it directly on the grill. Um, get that nice grill flavor to it. I'm not opposed to that. Uh, again, um, back bacon is not a direct substitute for belly bacon. You are looking for different flavor notes, texture notes, everything when you're using belly bacon, uh, especially if you're using um, bacon in your cooking. So if you're looking for that fat and salty component from belly bacon, you're not necessarily going to get it uh, from back bacon, especially the back bacon, you're not going to get it. So you do need to add a fat to cooking it. Again, the easiest way to get a consistent, even heat, even doneness, uh, and predictable kind of end result, again, it's the same way. Cooking sheet, grease it. Um, put the cooking sheet, uh, and, and sometimes people, so I, some, I, I might add a little bit of seasoning to it, not necessarily salt, but I might add a little bit of uh, chili powder or something to it, personal preference, maybe even some uh, cracked black pepper, I know some people do that, uh, I'm not opposed to that, so whatever floats your boat, that's for you, again, either in the barbecue or the uh, grill, same thing. Manage your heat, manage consistency, manage your time. Again, process and routine. You'll get good, evenly cut, uh, cooked, consistent, predictable bacon. But what happens if that isn't the way you're going to cook it? So let's say you're out camping, right? And you don't have an oven nearby and you just have frying pans. Uh, there again, uh, you're probably not taking back bacon. So let's say you're taking belly bacon. Uh, again, the, the, the issue there isn't so much that there's no wrong way, that there are wrong ways to cook bacon. It's just little mistakes that sometimes the inexperienced cook might make. Um, so if you have vegetarians in your group, keep that in mind that you're going to want to use separate cooking pans or clean the pan after cooking your bacon. Um, generally speaking, especially camping, bacon is a great morning food, breakfast food. Everybody is in the group isn't vegetarian. So everybody is uh, omnivorous. They eat fruits, uh, they eat vegetables and meat. It's great. Uh, the order of cooking will typically be your bacon, then your eggs. 
Uh, I like doing it that way. I like making scrambled eggs in the bacon fat. Uh, I do find it, it imparts a very nice, rich, delicious flavor on your eggs. Some people don't like it. Uh, it's personal preference. I do. So if I have the chance to cook uh, bacon that bacon and eggs that way, I will do it that way. Um, again, just leave the fat from the bacon. Um, the other thing, so the big things there uh, with the inexperienced cook is, again, remember, you're not going to add fat to your pan. Whatever you do, do not add fat to your pan. Uh, there was an incident last summer where Jess started making bacon. Uh, we were in charge of breakfast duty. got a little chaotic when we were camping. She started making the bacon, and she would added some butter, I guess, to the pan. Didn't realize how much fat was going to melt from the bacon. Uh, so you end up kind of like almost with deep-fried bacon in a way. So you have to watch that as well, especially in campsites with camp stoves. You don't want any flare-ups, uh, especially when you're dealing with gas fires. Uh, you want to be extra, extra careful. So you want to be cooking it on a level fee, uh, a level um, surface if you can, or at least as level as possible. Uh, again, you are going to get that curl up. So remember that. I find typically bacon, if you're cooking it on a pan of any type, so even if it's on the stovetop at home, it does require babysitting. It requires a little more work. You have to be monitoring it. You're going to be moving it around, rotating the bacon, all of that. To me, that's a lot more work than is absolutely necessary at home. Just do the oven or the grill method and you're fine. If you're camping, however, you got to be focused. Pan, no grease. Get your pan um, relatively hot. You don't need it piping hot because uh, you want to scorch the bacon right away. Uh, the bacon will slowly cook and you know, get the flavors. The fat will render all of that. But just keep in mind, no fat needs to be added. Try to cook it on a level um, surface. Also, again, that bacon fat does make a tremendous grease to make anything. So if you're making omelets, for instance, uh, you know, you so you cook your bacon, you put it off to the side, keep it warm, wrap it in some foil and some paper towel. Then you you know you have your diced up onions, your peppers, all of that. Then you throw it right in there. You're gonna have a delicious omelet. If you're making scrambled eggs, same thing. A uh, little tip with scrambled eggs, uh, and I'll do a vi I, I think I'm gonna do a video on how I do scrambled eggs. There's a wide variety of doing scrambled eggs. A lot of chefs have done uh, videos on scrambled eggs. Um, for me, this is about the at-home cook, making delicious foods simple and easy to make at home. Uh, but remember, with scrambled eggs, you want to crack your eggs not too far in advance. You don't season them before you put them on. You don't add milk, water, cream, any of that. Crack them into a intermediary vessel. So you don't crack your eggs directly into the pan or pot. That's, that's a mistake, number one. Um, seasoning, mistake number two. Adding things to scrambled eggs. You're not making quiche. It's all about the egg, leave it. Once you've cooked your bacon, the pan's hot, you might want to turn down the heat, whatever it might be. You can turn down the heat, especially because that grease is going to be hot. Remember that, especially if you're uh, stovetop cooking um, and you're camping. Uh, you only whisk the eggs just before you pour them in, okay? And you don't need to over whisk them or, or mix them. All right, you want those slurs of both white and yellow. You want that mix, that kind of marbling of both. You don't want a homogenous yellow over beaten egg. Uh, that's when they start to turn gray. Um, and you don't want to overwork the eggs because that's when it loses its fluffiness. That's when it loses its texture. That's when it loses its desiredness. And that's when you end up with those eggs that are like crumbling apart and look like powder. You don't want that. So mix it just before, pour it into your hot pan, boom, scrambled eggs, bacon, camping breakfast taken care of. 
Um, but I think those are kind of the easiest ways um, to use it um, and to cook bacon. Uh, now, bacon, as I said, is, a lot of people add it for different things, and that's why I wanted to kind of offer this episode. Uh, if you are looking, whatever diet you're on, I know people that are on keto use bacon, uh, eat a lot of bacon because it's part of the keto diet. Uh, Atkins, I think, bacon was a big part of that. Whatever diet, high-protein diet, whatever it might be, or you just fucking like bacon. There's nothing wrong with fucking liking bacon. If you just fucking like bacon, these tips are for you. Um, and I hope it can make your baking cooking experience uh, easier, uh, a little safer too. I know, especially at home, uh, the biggest thing is the flare-ups, the, the grease splatter. Uh, now, some people use splatter guards or whatever. Um, laying the bacon down, I mean, you don't want to get splatter all over your arms and hands. I mean, I have little burn marks all over my arms now from cooking. But uh, you want to avoid that. Uh, the easiest way to avoid that, again, is the oven or grill method. Just put it on the cooking sheet. You're going to perfectly cook bacon every time. Uh, but I hope this episode has helped. I hope uh, you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, again, I think you can all tell my enthusiasm towards bacon. Uh, I love the stuff. Anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit podcast uh, dedicated to uh, one of my favorite foods, bacon. Again, it's a very universal, it's a universal, it's a universally usable food, if that makes sense. Um, again, it's a great additive to things. Uh, it imparts great flavor. You can use it for the fat, for the saltiness, whatever it might be. Um, bacon is a universally used food, so uh, this will hopefully allow you to see some ways of cooking bacon. Um, and again, too, there's other ways of doing it, right? So sometimes people pre-cut up their bacon if they want to get like little pieces of bacon for salads uh, or for mac and cheese, whatever it might be. That's perfectly fine as well. That just changes how you're going to cook it. So if you're going to cook it, if you're going to cut it up. That again. There you go. You might be put, you're probably putting it in a pan to cook, but again, that changes things to remember though. If you're doing the oven or grill method, uh, with the cooking sheet, uh, you don't want to lift or open and look all the time. Kind of have an idea of how long it takes to cook bacon. Um, given your cooking instruments, um, and if you are cooking it in a pan, there's no need to add grease or anything else. It's salted and huff. It's fat enough leave it alone uh just do the cooking and again you want to watch for splatter uh especially for instance i give the the camping example because it's one that is is relatively real i think i think a lot of people do like to go camping um and it it does make for relatively easy breakfast um especially if you have somebody in the group that does is experienced cook or knows how to cook um bacon and eggs a very simple very easy breakfast to make uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, so that's why I give those tips. Anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe. Uh, and if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the Dude Signy. I thank you so much for tuning in this episode. Take care and bye bye for now.